Step into the Wealth Elevator and join our 12,000 plus member community who have passively invested over $200 million to acquire over $2.1 billion in commercial real estate. Sign up by going to thewealthelevator.com slash club. And here we go. Welcome back to the Wealth Elevator podcast. If you missed the first few episodes, we talked about the basement, the first floor, and the second floor of the Wealth Elevator. And today, I'm going to be going into the penthouse level and beyond. We launched this podcast back in 2016. Back then, I was on that first floor of the Wealth Elevator buying little rental properties from 2016 to about 2020, going through the second floor of the Wealth Elevator, where most people will get rid of their rental properties or start with syndications and private placements as a passive investor. And this is really where a lot of these other tax strategies that we talk about and infinite banking, accredited investor banking comes into play. What happens when you get past this point that I call endgame? Now, endgame is defined as basically a point where you've got enough money, where your money just grows on perpetually. So people call this the critical mass point, or if you think about a rocket shooting out into outer space, it's when it breaks the atmosphere and essentially goes zero gravity. Now, that is more of a metaphorical term. Let's define endgame. Once your passive income has surpassed ten to $25,000 per month. Now, why the big range? We have some people within our community that have older kids where they've graduated college, they're off on their own feet, and they are now living pretty frugal lives. Maybe they live outside of high-priced areas like California, Hawaii, New York, and they survive under five figures of expenses. Now, if you're like most of our clients who family of four or family of five in a high priced area where you still have the unknowns of how many years are these kids going to go to college, you may be needing fifteen to $25,000 of passive income a month. And when you apply the old 4% rule, which is a very conservative number where somebody can invest in traditional investments, again, traditional investments are retail investments that we tend to stay away from. But once we hit this penthouse level, we tend to go back to more liquid and traditional investments. Now, again, if you're somebody on the first few floors of the wealth elevator, definitely under three to four million dollars net worth, put your earmuffs on or just listen in on this conversation of the penthouse and beyond and just know that you're not there yet. Now, I haven't met too many people. In fact, I haven't really found anybody yet who wasn't born with the money. So most of our investors are first generation millionaires. So the first person in their family to hit a million dollars net worth, not given it by their parents. And for a lot of those people, unless you invest in more than a quarter to half of your net worth into alternative investments, to me, there really is no way to get to financial freedom, meaning to hit this end game level of two to $4 million. Again, if you're somebody who breaks this mold, book the call with me. I'll buy you a beer if you defy all these odds. But there's basically two kinds of people out there, right? People who invest this way where they're investing off of Wall Street, getting the tax benefits and essentially cutting through all this drag of taxes and also using infinite banking to their advantage. And then there's the rest of people. Just take a standard age of 50 years old. If you're 50 years old, and you've done everything right in the traditional way, 
I really don't see too many of those people over a million and a half, $2 million net worth. But if you are taking advantage of this trifecta of strategies we've been talking about, which we'll talk about more in the future podcasts, the net worths are often two to three times greater than what the person is doing on that traditional path. And this is why I'm so passionate about sharing what I've learned from other accredited investors implementing these strategies that we talk about. And again, getting back to in-game level. Now, if the 4% rule, 5% rule confuses you, let's just, for discussion purposes, let's just call in-game for most people hitting about 4 to $5 million net worth. Now, once you've surpassed that level, you're probably on what I call the penthouse level. You've got all your bases covered in terms of livelihood expenses. You're able to go on amazing first-class vacations and getaways, and you're probably not trading time for money anymore. At this point, your investor mindset is about legacy planning and educating the next generation. When you start to interact with a lot of our accredited investors within our ecosystem, you start to realize that a lot of people in our world are very family-oriented. And if you've got a net worth of several million dollars or greater, you're probably not thinking about living paycheck to paycheck or investment to investment. And you're starting to think more long terms, potentially multi-generational. And I've always joked around with my inner circle family office clients where, you know, if you've got more than a couple million dollars net worth and you've got more than two kids or more, giving them more than $1 million each is actually a disservice because you give them that much money, they're just going to blow it. What's really the most important thing is the education of all these financial ideas of using good debt and leverage, understanding risk tolerances. And I think the big thing that we offer people in our ecosystem is that network of other passive investors thinking in this type of prudent way and oftentimes aligned with the same value structures. Now, once you hit this penthouse level, as I said earlier, you may go out of alternative investments to some respect. That said, a portion of your portfolio may be seeking non-correlated assets. So non-correlated assets, and I talk about this more in the book in detail, are types of assets that aren't really impacted what's happening with the economy. Now, the economy goes up and down. That's how it is. But if you can find investments that aren't really impacted by that very much, some of the more popular ones that you see a lot are like life settlement investing and other investments, like in the world of real estate, for example. Some investments are very contingent on what's happening with interest rates because leverage is a big part of real estate. But then within the world of real estate, there are other investments such as land royalties, triple net leases, leaseback sales, aren't really talked about too much. And Part of that is they're not really for the investors on the first, second floor of the wealth elevator because when you're on those levels, you're going to need those double-digit returns to get yourself up to this penthouse level. And therefore, when you get to that penthouse level, you can take your foot off the pedal to some respect. So there's this phenomenon that I felt a little bit uneasy about personally because how else did I get my net worth to where it is today to get to the penthouse level? But I went into almost 100% alternative investments. And once you get to this penthouse level, to have this idea to take your foot off the pedal and to go back into traditional investments made me scratch my head a little bit. But then again, this is my role for our organization is to always stay one step ahead and be interacting with those higher net worth investors for you guys. Again, I'll say it. 
when you're in the first, second floor of the wealth elevator, trying to get your net worth above two to $5 million net worth, you're going to need a high concentration of alternative investments. I would probably say at least higher than a quarter to a third of your net worth. And that may seem very uneasy for you, especially when you're just starting out. But you know what I see for most of our clients, they'll jump in with maybe 10% of their net worth, which it might be several deals, see how it is for the first several years, and then ease in on the next go around, especially once the deals start to go full cycle. I talk a lot about this process of what I see from other investors in my book. And we also have another framework within our accredited investor, Infinite Banking eCourse, where you go and you load an infinite banking policy and you take the proceeds of that and you roll it into deals. And especially if you're going into high cash flow type of investments, you're able to create that quick cash flow stream and to build this cycle. And that can be a great way if you're new to this world to build good momentum for yourself and to slowly move into a higher concentration of alternative investments. No, everybody is a little bit different. I'm not going to say you have to go over 33%, 55% of alternative investments. But to me, again, just looking from all the profiles that I see, and I talk to all of you guys, we ask for you guys to fill out the onboarding form so I know and I don't waste your time, I don't waste my time, giving you the best personalized information that I can give you. And from that, I had this huge data set of probably, I think we have well over 12,000 people within our database to pick out the best practices and what is working. So again, if you guys want to join our group and have that quick sit down with me, you can go to thewealthelevator.com slash club, get signed up there, and then book your free onboarding call with myself or the team, and then we can get you pointed in the right direction. Just to round out the penthouse level, again, at this point, you're good. You're thinking more about the future for other people, your future generations, and you may even be in a place where you're looking to give back. And this is what makes me very passionate about the wealth elevator and the whole concept of sending the elevator back down for others. I got to this point in 2020 myself, and I've been building the wealth elevator project since 2016. And I was like, what's next, right? Am I just going to keep investing? And What I discovered was my calling. People call this your ikigai. And if you Google that term, it's the intersection of things you're good at, things you find fun, things that are good for the world, and things that you can somewhat monetize. And monetizing means just not just for money, but it brings value to people. When people pay you money, that means you are actually providing good utility into the world. If you can find something that hits all four, this is your ikigai. And I think most people never get a chance to truly discover what their ikigai is because they're too busy trading time for money at their day job. Look, I had to do it, and I think everybody needs to do this. Luckily, most of our offspring will start off in the penthouse level and beyond and never have to do this. But it is what it is. Some people are just born from the Lucky Sperm Club. But for a lot of you guys listening right now, and I think what makes our group so rich are a lot of first-generation millionaires who are very prudent with their money and willing to get off of that beaten path and try something different, but try something that makes a lot of sense here at the same time. When you get beyond this $10 million eight-figure threshold, it starts to become a lot of tying into things that make you happy and passing it forward for other people. My calling was financial freedom and financial education, teach people how to get their finances in order. But for you, it might be something totally different. I, I think what's the cool thing is 
money gives people options. And this is where I urge people where they want to be in a third amount of time. They can use that two thirds of the time that they would have spent helping out other people. So if you're somebody who wants to get more involved in our community, or at least just help out your friends get their finances in order, hopefully you'll see this as an opportunity to send the elevator back down to others, whether they're in the basement floor or starting out on the second floor. Go ahead and get us connected with our team and we'll get them onboarded. But this may mean just unlocking something that is passionate with yourself. From what I've discovered from a lot of our clients who've retired, I feel like you need about three to six months away from your day job, that space to create that cognitive freedom to be able to search for what really makes you happy. And at the end of the day, we're all searching for happiness. But what happens when you hit eight figures and above? you may or may not stick with the investments that got you here, right? The value add businesses or real estate that got you much better alpha returns and great tax savings. You may go back to traditional investments. So this is something that some of the higher net worth individuals within our family office group is doing using the security backline of credits. We have other curriculum at our website. We'll have future e-courses on this topic too. But this is what happens after you've hit this end game point. I'm not going to go into the myriad of different ideas, but we have a whole chapter, I believe chapter 11 in the Wealth Elevator book that does a quick hit on all these types of ideas. I think what really brings this stuff alive is when you're aware of it and then you meet other people and you ultimately join our family office group and our mastermind with the multiple seven-figure guys, and you start to talk about these ideas and how they're implementing it and how you should implement it if that's what you'd so choose. Now, there is another floor after the penthouse and the rooftop. This is more when you get into family office type of thresholds of $50, $100 million net worth and greater. Now, most people within our ecosystem are not in this realm, nor do they want to be in this realm. Now, it it takes a unique kind of person that wants to keep going and going after eight figures. Now, I am around the vicinity of a lot of these types of individuals, and I'll got to admit, they're a little bit kooky. But at least like my whole thing is to bringing some of the insights from those types of people to us. The big thing I wanted to get through the Wealth Elevator book was this whole idea of at least get yourself up to four to five million dollars net worth. You know, I think it seems like a lot of money by most people's standards, but within our community, four to five million dollars is a confident, modest position that you need to be striving towards, at least to set up multi-generations behind you and to live a life of pure abundance at that point. If it seems like a lot to you, then that's great. Maybe you're somebody who needs to shoot for just two and a half million dollars. My big message that I want to get to everybody listening here is figure out what your burn rate is and let's race and quickly get up to that point. And once we get to that point, let's get into cruise control and focus on enjoying life than saving or investing our money. It's this whole concept of being in cruise control or riding the roller coaster when you know you're on the rails going to where your destination is. There is no better feeling than knowing you're going to win the game You're already up seven touchdowns and to enjoy that late third quarter, fourth quarter of the game, knowing that you can cruise it in and savor every moment than to living in scarcity mode up until the end. We never know when the end is going to be. 
And the quickest you can get to a point where you've freed yourself up and you know you've hit the finish line, for some, they need to get to that point so that they can truly start to enjoy. I know there's a lot of programs out there that teach gratitude and abundance. I don't know. I think that's great. I just feel like until people have enough in their bank account and enough in the net worth column, that it's just really hard to really embody that true abundance mindset. Now, we try to create the ecosystem where people have peers that help them get there. But let's get your net worth and progress you through these floors of this wealth elevator. Hopefully, you guys would like to join me on this journey. Either way, it makes it a lot more fun. So again, enjoy the future podcasts. If you guys need any help, please reach out, team at thewealthelevator.com. And if you guys have any friends that want to go on this journey with you, please let us know and we can get them onboarded. The proceeding is not tax, legal, or investment advice, nor an offer to sell securities or investment products. Always make informed decisions with professional guidance. Get educated and surround yourself with a community at thewealthelevator.com slash club.